and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's a football Friday for the first of many, although they'll go quickly on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller, and we're with you for the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you and appreciate you spending some of your morning here with us on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. We're going to start in 15 minutes, going to veer away from sports for a few minutes uh, to help our friends at the Food Bank spread their message that they've got going on this fall. Michelle Book, the CEO of Food Bank of Iowa, uh, has asked for some airtime, and we have absolutely um, going to uh, give her whatever they need over there. Uh, Blood uh, Center of Iowa next week, but the Food Bank in the spotlight today. Uh, at 10.15. At about 10.25, Bama Bob, Trent, and I are going to go on record. Ready for this. Oh, you've spent some time oh. going. You, really? Well, I was burning the midnight oil. I was here till about 12.15 last actually night. actually in this building. Yes, I was sitting in this very seat. Getting ready for high school football tonight. What's and going on in the building at 10.30 at night? Uh, Jim Beam. Yeah, he's always here. There is a, Yes, there is a gentleman named Jim Beam right. that uh, watches the board on WHO mm-hmm. overnights. He was shuffling around. I scared the cleaning lady. Did you? Yes. <laughs> she jumped out of her skin as I came around the corner at one point. I don't think she was anticipating seeing anybody else. And... It was very dark in here. So what were you doing? Getting set for Football Friday night, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, cut new commercials, getting uh, new sponsors hooked up and doing those kind of things. Also have some new imaging, as will be on 96.9 The Bulls. So putting that together and getting ready to kick it off tonight with Valley against Waukee Northwest 96.9. Or if you don't have an HD radio, you're listening to us right now on KXNO on 106.3. Hit that HD2 button, it'll pop right there. You can go back and forth between this and football Friday night. Uh, wonderful. Isn't technology great? So you actually weren't studying in, in preparation for the Well, goal. you know, you have to take a break every once in a while. Okay, and where did I fair. go? Absolutely. I got you. All right. So Bama, Bob, Trent, and I are going to go on record at 1025. And for the final time... At least in the month of August, uh, Mitch Holtis is going to join us. I've uh, look, I'm not a Chiefs fan, as you know, right? But I enjoy the hell out of these segments. I really and truly do. Mitch Holtis is good radio, um, and uh, for the Chiefs fans, and we know there's a bunch of you in the listening audience. I think Mitch, on a daily basis throughout the uh, month of August, is a huge, huge uptick uh, in our show, and we're grateful to have him. And thank you, Papa John's of Central Iowa. But Mitch will be back. Uh, but he'll join us on Thursdays. Now, not next Thursday, but once the, the game week gets here, Mitch will be here on Thursdays for as far as they go throughout the playoffs. Uh, in our number two, Tom K. I uh, know Dave Sproul from uh, KASI in Ames is going to start things off. We'll begin the 11 o'clock hour with Iowa State conversation at 11.25. We will head east and do the same with Iowa. Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. And then we're going to give you an opportunity to win some Claxons barbecue. And there's a lot of football in there, and I've covered every league. I didn't, you know, I didn't do that, actually. I should have put the uh, the Barnstormer game in there, but I Oh, didn't. yeah. Playoff game. It is a play. Yes. Well, it's not too late to change. No, nobody else has seen it except you and I. All right. Well, we'll blow off the UCLA Hawaii because we've got CFL, we've got NFL, we've got college football, but we'll get a barnstormer number, put it in there. Uh, That's Claxon's Barbecue at 1145 
ish uh, as we give you an opportunity here to end your week uh, and hopefully do so uh, with a little barbecue coming your way. So the news this morning is apparently the Big 12 is starting to uh, really pick up the pace as far as expansion now that they know for certain that the uh, Pac-12 is not going to, uh, at least for the time being, um, expand their conference. They're not going to invite anybody, which means, you know, likewise with the ACC and the Big Ten. Could it change? Of course. It's college athletics. But uh, point being, BYU seems to be the focus uh, of the Big 12's attention right now. And this is kind of ironic because five years ago, they didn't fit the criteria. Mm -hmm. The honor code was something that got in the way of them. Do you remember 2016 when the Big 12 was kicking the tires on expansion and mm-hmm. ultimately decided, we're good, status quo? There were a lot of frustrated universities and athletic departments about that. Because they thought that were sincere, right. and it turns out that you know it was a big nothing burger for them. I think 19 schools received strong consideration, as it was, was it put at the many? time. Wow, I didn't remember that. I'll, that. I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, put together, I'm going to guess that cost a lot of money for oh, those universities. Yeah, pitch, yeah. yeah. Putting those kind of things together, and ultimately nothing came of it, so there were a lot of frustrations. Mm -hmm. BYU at the time, though, they wanted in. Mm -hmm. You go back to a decade ago when everything was blowing up, BYU wanted in. They have their independence in football, but ultimately they know their best chance at a seat at the table. Look at their schedule last year. It was a good team with Zach Wilson. It wasn't a great team. No, and they they got exposed when they uh, what did they take on coastal coastal yeah, yeah and uh, that was a that was a nasty game physical I mean a nasty yes. game so they know that their best chance at a seat at the table is to join a league like this mm-hmm. BYU is a national brand BYU has an athletic department and a budget that is at the Power Five level it's like seventy five eighty million I think their endowment is bigger than anybody else of the mm-hmm. remaining eight from yeah. the Big Twelve right. This is a big national university with a 62,000 seat stadium and a, and as far as aesthetically pleasing oh, right it's, it's it's really nice. I uh, talked to people when you and I played out there whenever that was. Talked to some people that went out to that game and said it was incredible. Mm-hmm. It was one of the best college football experiences that they've ever mm-hmm. seen. They said it was that just it's different than what you're used to, certainly here in the Midwest, and said it was incredible yep. to be able to play out there. So I think it's fit. When I've put together the four teams, I believe BYU has always been one for me that I have put in there. Yep. I think Central Florida is one, BYU is two. Right. When I'm putting together, getting to four more, those are the two top yep. ones I go to. Then Cincinnati, Houston, Memphis, Boise, whoever you like out of that mix, I see them all very similar. Sure. But... Those are the two big ones, I think, with the biggest appeal nationally when you look at it. Yeah, I, look, you've, you've always said BYU. I thought that, you know, going back five years, there was a little history there that just wasn't, uh, they couldn't get past the LGBTQ mm-hmm. aspect of things. And um, apparently maybe they have. They're looking for survival now. Uh, that, that's true. So um, if it is BYU, if it is Central Florida, I would like to have Cincinnati and Memphis, selfishly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liberty Bowl is a fine stadium. It's a destination for now. I didn't. I hated Beale Street. I thought it was completely um, over overrated, overblown. The hype for Be- and it was ice cold. To, to, it was yeah, terrible outside. I remember that. It was freezing. the 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 weather wasn't good. I mean, there's bar after bar after bar, which mm-hmm. is cool. But I kind of a Bourbon Street snob, I guess. And yeah. you really can't compare the two. It's a step um, down from that. It is, but Memphis is fine. So we'll we'll see. But they are moving forward. Wendy Winterstein. Uh, 
the president of uh, Iowa State. Is she, that's her title, president, yes. right? Um, it's not chancellor's president. Mm-hmm. Uh, is um, is on the uh, the board, uh, the expansion committee board. So we'll see where where it ends up. I've already come up with the divisions too. You ready for this? Lay them on me. We got the additions of BYU. So nobody of the eight, uh, the eight are staying. Yes, gotcha. BYU, Cincinnati, Central Florida, Memphis. Okay. Your Big Twelve North. Mm-hmm. Iowa State, mm-hmm. West Virginia, Cincinnati, Kansas, Kansas State, BYU. It's tough, but okay. winnable for Iowa State. Yeah, yeah, sure. Your Big Twelve South. Texas Tech, TCU, Baylor, Oklahoma State, Memphis, Central Florida. Okay. Now, in a league like this, I've seen some uh, talk out there that Bob Bowlesby is trying to get a 25-year lease with Jerry World because he wants more than anything not to allow the SEC to have their championship game move to Dallas. Right. But thinking about... But why would they? How long has the SEC got Atlanta tied up? I'm not sure offhand. I right? just I saw that speculated about that. That has been no, I, at least sense. a rumor that's out there. It makes there. sense. Keep them out of Texas. Yeah. You're not playing your championship game. Mm-hmm. This is still our territory. We still have, in this scenario, three. If you had Houston, four. Yep. In this state, this is where we're going to play our championship game. But thinking about a West Virginia TCU championship game <laughs> with 32,000 <laughs> inside oh, yeah. of Jerry World, that's not a good look. You, you do wonder... If it makes more sense to whoever has the best record, whoever's the highest ranked, they get to host a Big 12 championship game in this scenario. Go the route that that other conferences have. That would be unbelievable. Right. It it really would. It would be, oh my gosh, the game for Saturday in December in Ames or a Friday night in Ames or whatever it is. To get a playoff bid. Right. And that could be be on the line. Well, interesting. Good stuff. Um, It looks as though, look, they're, they're, they're... all the expansion cards are off the table at this time, so make the best of it. I still think, Trent, your idea is spot on. Don't stop there. Um, send Jamie Pollard an email with your idea. Well, we know he's listening. He called in a couple well, weeks he, ago when we were talking baseball. Day. I'm not sure he's clued. <laughs> but if, if indeed that is the 14 that you've come up with, or did you come up with 12 or 14? It was the, the 12 it's with 12, the four right. football Eight and then two four. more for basketball only, yep. the Gonzaga Creighton idea bringing them in as basketball-only mm. members. You build a brand that's incredible. Trent, you get the Creighton fans in Kansas City. That goes up against any conference. There's Look no at doubt. the heavy heads in there basketball-wise. And Texas and Oklahoma, though good basketball yeah. programs, they're not great. No. And you're adding Gonzaga. Right. You're adding Creighton. <laughs> yes. It fills the building of 17,000 uh-huh. every single night. This just in. Memphis isn't bad. Cincinnati, likewise. BYU. Right. right. They can all play. We got programs coming in. In Central Florida, I think, a basketball is also a sleeping giant. Oh my gosh! All right. Anyways, it's so. not the death knell that no, it's not. people the cash, have painted. The... I've, I've, that's one thing I maintained this last month. Is everybody is playing these doom and glooms? And I don't guess they're going to have to join the match. Well, you know what it is, Trent. It's the fact that you know Thanksgiving when all the Power Five schools get, they sit around the table. Mm-hmm. There's a seat for Iowa State. Now they're at the kids' table. That's kind. And I'm not saying that that's, but that's kind of the perception, right? right? I still if you think come they have up a seat with this conference, mm-hmm. if, if your conference comes to fruition, it's the best of a bad scenario. They have a seat at the table. Scenario. They don't got one of the nice table, the chairs sitting around the table. Right. They got one of the folding chairs that you bring All in. Right. But you're still there. Yeah. And you still get to sit at the big table. Right. And there's right. going to be playoff bids. And there's going to be years in this league that you can get two teams Absolutely. in a 12 team playoff. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. It's not a death knell. Financially, 
you're going to have to cut some things. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be at the same level, but it's not the paint the, the picture that so many people have painted. That's oh, over. Eh, mm-hmm. Just move to FCS. No, 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 no. That's not going to happen. These eight stay together. They bring in the right four. Yeah. You have a chance to survive. What, what about this? Apparently, there's a, there was a uh, reporter from Tampa. I think he was a news guy. Uh, I never heard of him. Um, it doesn't make a bit of difference. But you don't watch a whole lot of Orlando TV. <laughs> Did you see the piece that sent, that Central Florida is being very cautious with this because they don't know what the Big Twelve is going to look like in a few years. They don't want to jump ship and all of a sudden jump into a sinking ship. Right, which makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. Because you look at the volatility of the conference, what's happened here, what's going on, everybody looks like they're looking around. Mm -hmm. You want to see stability. If you're going to make that jump, that's going to happen. But this goes back to our conversation a month ago when this all started happening. Yes, the American Athletic Conference is close. They're the next conference. They're way ahead of the Mountain West and everybody else, the Sun Belt, and on down from there. But you still have East Carolina and Tulane, and Tulsa in that league. That drags things down in a big-time way. Of course, you still have Kansas for football Mm -hmm. here. That drags things down. But it's a completely different conversation when you're talking about the bottom of the American Athletic Conference and the bottom of the Big 12. This is a big-time opportunity out there. The Houston thing, though, is one that's always brought up. And Houston's never been a part because I know that Houston in general has rankled some people. But you brought up... What is it? Somebody that's on their board with Tillman, yeah. Fertitta Tillman, or what's his name? Tillman Fertitta. Yes, the Fertitta family who owns everything. <laughs> right. I mean, they own so much. They own a bunch of casinos in Las Vegas. They, uh, he's a huge, huge backer. And I guess he rankled some people in the Big 12. Yeah. Now, I don't know what that means. Does that mean he rankled Texas? Well, Texas is gone. No, it was everybody. It was everybody? And he was taking shots at Texas Tech and Baylor and okay. TCU. He was going after them all and the conference as a whole. So that's the kind of the area that I think is very gray. And mm-hmm. I understand from a TCU, Baylor, and Texas Tech perception, even Oklahoma State, you don't want to bring Houston in. No, what for? Yeah, it's already an athletic department. Well, that- Barry Switzer, do you know what he said before? He said, look, if I can get the top 30 kids out of Houston every year, I'm going to play for a national championship every year. Why should we Why should we invite Houston to our conference? Mm-hmm. And he's right. It makes perfect sense. And now that's got to be, the I would think, the, uh, the pathway uh, that the three remaining uh, state of Texas schools feel. Yes. Makes sense. All right, Michelle Book coming up here. We will get to her momentarily. Uh, do a little uh, Food Bank of Iowa. They've asked for some airtime with uh, some concerns. And with our relationship with NCMIC, uh, we are tasked to you know, to do these type of things. And we're very happy to do so. Uh, all of the farmer's market spots that uh, you've heard on all of these iHeart radio stations, uh, they are made possible by our friends at NCMIC, NCMIC. Uh, community outreach is part of what uh, uh, we are entrusted to do on their behalf as well. Food Bank of Iowa today, we've done a lot with the uh, Life Surplus support. We've got a big blood uh, drive coming up, in fact, at Principal Park. I think the Morning Rush and Miller and Condon shows are going to be broadcasting live from Principal Park. I want to say the date is the 7th of September, I think. Uh, Yes, let me, uh, you talk while I uh, give you... No, you are right, though, on the, the is blood it bank. Is September 7th? Yep, it'll be that Friday. We will be out there. The Morning Rush will be out there. We were out there, was it two years ago? It might have been three, regardless, when we were out there the last time. I got my blood done right after the show. Oh, that's right, you did. It yeah, was, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's quick, seamless. They have it set up incredibly well. I do know that they're asking, if you do plan on coming by and you want to make it a quick trip beforehand, 
get all your paperwork done, get everything done there. But it is a big time effort and something that we've talked about a lot with LifeServe throughout the months going back at what, 17 months now mm-hmm. with them is they didn't have the blood drives. They didn't have right. the schools. They didn't have principal and Wells Fargo and going there. They didn't have those kind of things. So it is a big, big time need. And we'll be out there and looking forward to it. Hopefully not going to be as cold, though, as the last that time we was, were out there. Yeah, it was unbearable. We had a lot of people showed up. So more about this. I think um, we are going to have uh, Danielle West uh, at some point next week. I think Monday or Wednesday we will be with her. All right, Bama Bob, Trent, and I are going to give our predictions as to who's going to win these Power 5 conferences. I'm anxious to see how um, how many of us pick the same one. I think we're going to be a little bit different in... Oh, two or three of the two or three. I mean, who's not going to pick? Well, Alabama. I shouldn't say that. Maybe Bama Bob won't. I know I will. Um, but who are they going to play against? We'll do that uh, as well. All right. Uh, let's get to Michelle Book from the Food Bank of Iowa. She is the CEO. Kids are back in school. Uh, Michelle Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on, Michelle Book. How are you? I'm Dandy. What a fabulous day in Iowa. We're lucky people, aren't we? Yes, indeed we are. And there's football in the air, too. Um, <laughs> so so it keeps getting better. But there's a big need. Uh, kids are back in school. Uh, but, let's, but let's get to this point before we go forward. How has the Food Bank of Iowa, and we've, we've talked to you a bunch during these 18 months, how have you guys got to this point? Uh, were you busy over the summer and since last time we spoke? We were certainly busy over the summer. We put in place 14 neighborhood school pantries just here within Metro Des Moines to serve DMPS families. And we did that last school year. Those pantries stayed open and busy throughout the summer, and they're going to stay open going into the fall. In addition, we're reopening uh, school pantries across our 55 service area. We have 95 school pantries. And we'll be distributing backpacks um, every Friday to elementary school Mm. children, 4,400 of them in 135 schools across our 55 service. That's that's remarkable what you do. That 4,400, that's that's every every Friday. That takes a lot of work and it feeds a lot of kids. Uh, You've got an event coming up on September the 14th. Tell us all about it. Well, we are very fortunate that Mr. Dennis Albaugh is giving us access to his golf course today for a tournament. But then in the afternoon, he's also giving us access to his car collection. It's (laughs) rare opportunity to see Mr. Albaugh's car collection. And we have tickets. We have just a few tickets that are available for this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to tour the car barn Mm. and attend a reception. And it's Saturday, September, excuse me, it's September 14th from 430 to 630 uh, for the Alba Car Barn and reception at Talons of Tuscany. And tickets are $100 a piece, which include appetizer drinks, access to the car barn, and the opportunity to help kids that are struggling to get enough nutrition to grow and learn and become productive adults. Have you seen the 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 uh, the, the cars that uh, that Mr. Albaugh has? It's amazing, Michelle. Have you been there yet? I've not. Oh I've my not. Gosh. I am I, I am so <laughs> I am so excited. Two hundred beautifully restored uh, vehicles, yep. lots of memorabilia um, from nineteen hundred models mm-hmm. to classic cars of the nineteen seventies. I mean that's that's my era. Yeah, I, you and me both. <laughs> I, that, you know, I I, I I you know, I think I sat in one of these cars and listened to the Alan Parsons project oh, nice. one night. So 
I'm excited. Yeah, I think he's got every year of Corvette that's ever been made. How about that's that? It's, it's 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 incredible, and they're such nice people. Uh, the the Albaz and son-in-law Jason Luch and everything. So September the fourteenth, tickets are a hundred dollars. Where can we get these tickets? Go to the Food Bank of Iowa website, www.foodbankiowa.org, and on our our homepage, our front page, down on the right hand corner is an events um, link, and there take that that link to the um, the the Drive Away Childhood Hunger. The event is called Drive Away Childhood Hunger. There's a golf tournament during the day, and then this extraordinary special opportunity mm-hmm. in the afternoon to visit the car barn. So you'll be able to buy car barn tickets there. Michelle, as we transition from the summer, kids out of school, now into school, talk about some of the challenges that are out there for the Food Bank of Iowa and what you guys do now helping the kids as they get back into school and make sure that they're fed. Well, you know, food insecurity does not uh, cease uh, during the school year, but we are grateful that kids uh, do get help at school. 46% of the kids across the state of Iowa qualify for free and reduced USDA-sponsored breakfast, lunch, and after-school snacks. Right here in Metro, DNPS is nearly 80%, and several of the schools, I think, across the DNPS um, district, the total district, are 100% free and reduced. So we're fortunate the kids are going to school and getting meals there. But over the weekend, that is not the case. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we see that families are coming to our food pantries. Um, and we also know that the kids are getting help at school. Um, that's excellent, but they, they may have a guardian. Um, kids that get backpack, we know that those kids have siblings that are also hungry. So the school pantry program and our community pantry programs continue to be really, really important assets for our community. One out of every eight children in Iowa does not have adequate food at home. Um, and one out of every 10 Iowans struggling to make ends meet. And uh, they, these were numbers that we saw before COVID. They weren't acceptable then, and they're certainly not acceptable now. Hmm. Foodbankiowa.org, foodbankiowa.org, the CEO, Michelle Book, September the 14th. You can get your tickets there. They want to see the all car collection. It's certainly worth it, and uh, the, the price of the ticket is going to go to an amazing cause, 4,400 uh, school children fed each and every Friday through the backpack program. Michelle, um, reach out anytime. Glad to help. Anything else you'd like to share? I'll just say get your tickets now. They're not a lot, and they'll fly out the door. And I appreciate your support. Thank you for helping us. Uh, happy to do so. Thank you, Michelle. Best of luck to you. Take, Bye-bye. T- take care. Michelle Book, CEO Food Bank of Iowa. It's, couldn't be easier to get there. Mm-hmm. I-35, get off exit 36. As soon as you turn, you turn west, come back into Ankeny. It's right there on the left. Well, yeah. you'll see the golf course as yes. you're driving in. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we will get a break. Bama Bob Trent and I going around college football. Time to go on record. 1460 KX and 0106. 100 bets off. All right, 1030. Welcome back. Miller and Condon. 1460 KX and 0106.3 FM. We take you until noon. Mitch Holtis. 
at 10 before the hour of 11. We are going to talk about Austin Blythe uh, coming up there. The Iowan uh, trying to find his spot on that offensive line with the Chiefs. He's versatile. He'll make the he'll make the roster. Uh, just may not start with all that rookie talent that they uh, the Chiefs have brought in and veterans as well. Let's get to Bama Bob. We're going on record. We're going to pick the Power Fives. We're going to give you the our choice for the highest rated group of five after the championship uh, Saturday has come and gone. And if we have time, we'll get Bama to uh, give us his thoughts on Nebraska and Illinois. Bama, here we go. Roll up our sleeves this time. Next week, we will be actually talking about games and going on record in those. How are you, first of all? Doing great, Kenny. And you're right. Yes. Tomorrow, we have Power 5 Big Ten football on our television. It's going to be a glorious day, isn't it? Everything will be right in the world again. Uh, we have 16 yeah. minutes, fellas, so we have to move along here. Let's start Let's start with the SEC. Like it. You like that, Trent? You don't like me starting alphabetically? That's no. Uh, so we'll start, try and switch it up this year. All Bam- season, ACC last. Yeah, fair one. If we have time. Uh, <laughs> Bama, yeah, that's, you know what? That should be the way yeah. you do it, right? Well, Clemson, Clemson, Clemson. Bama, let's go start with the SEC. Who is going to play in the championship game, and who is going to win the championship game? So, yes. right out of the shoot here, Ken, I'm going to say Georgia out of the East. Yeah. I just think they're a little bit better than Florida. Florida, you know, replacing Kyle Trask. I know Georgia... You know, Georgia's got a lot to replace also. So I'm going to go Georgia in the East. I'm going to go Texas A&M. What? Yeah. I just, look, if this, this is, I know they're replacing Kellen Mond. Mm -hmm. Um, Jimbo Fisher, you know, they they lost one game last year. If not now, I guess when Mm -hmm. is my question, because Mm -hmm. I know that, you know, Bryce Young is supposed to be the next coming, but Mac Jones was pretty good last I'll year. I'll say. So even if that position is a wash, you're not going to replace Devontae Smith, Najee Harris, yeah. and Jalen Waddle. That was an all-time offense. Mm-hmm. I think the defense will be better, but I'm just – Trent pointed it out, you know, one of the last times we talked. That game against Ole Miss, Alabama could win that game. But I just think that the next week going to College Station, I think that's going to be for all the marbles in the West, and it gives A and M a little bit of an out uh, if they can win it. And I, you know, I'm just going to go Georgia A and M, and I'm going to say Georgia wins the game. And if not, again, Kirby, you know, Nick Saban, 23 and 0 against his assistants, he has tortured in particular <laughs> Jimbo Fisher and Kirby Smart over the last five or six years. Georgia in particular. If Georgia gets to that game and doesn't win it, and it's not Alabama on the other side, mm. then you're going to start feeling some heat for Kirby Smart. This would be a next step for A&M. So I'm going to go dogs, Aggies, with the dogs winning. Interesting. Trent, you. He's got the champion right. It is Georgia. Uh-huh. I'm with him there. Uh-huh. I think by far the class. I love this roster. I love this team. JT Daniels, he made so much improvement there late in the season Without, for that squad. He didn't play till late in the season. Right. And though the schedule wasn't the most difficult, he played really good football. I like this team. I like the talent. This is the year. But I'm not going to be silly here. It's Alabama on the other side. They get Alabama in the championship game. Maybe avenge a loss that they've had What in that championship game a few years back. But it's going to be Alabama on the other side. I remember one year we or had this exercise. Title game or the or the regular season. Yep. <laughs> Just can't beat them. The, Mark can't beat him. You know, we, we went down this path a few years back. None of us had Alabama in the 
SEC championship game. We're all wrong. Of course, mm-hmm. they won it that year. I'm not going to fall to that trap. At the very least, they win the West. Uh, Trent, I'm with you. Uh, I've, I've got the same two teams. We've all got the same champion. We're all wow. going to take Georgia to win the SEC. Bama's going to go. And, I like your thinking there, Bama. That that, that uh, Mississippi game the week before, uh, and then going to College Station. You know what? If that's the case, look, I love watching Alabama play. I know you do. But if, for New Blood's okay. New Blood's okay. Georgia. It would be bad. Yeah. It, yeah. It would be a great game, I think. I mean, that would have been a good game last year. I just And that Florida game, week three, they got to go to Gainesville. I mean, you know, Miami to open at Florida, Ole Miss, A&M. That's a tough stretch. Sure is. I mean, even for Alabama, that is a <laughs> tough stretch. It gets a little lighter down the road. And they got LSU sitting there. But, I mean, that whole season, A&M's entire season, and maybe Fisher's program is going to ride on that one game on October the 9th. If they win it, you know, it, it's huge. And if they don't, it's just going to be same old. Because I think next year Alabama's going to be back to where they were last year. I just mm. don't know about this year. Where do you want to go now, Trent? Let's you go pick the, it. Let's go to the Big Ten, and uh, I'll start things okay. off with the free square. I'll take the Buckeyes in the mm-hmm. east. It's not an east-west divide. It's an Ohio State divide. This is the class of the yep. conference. Is there a step down? Is Stroud not ready? Worst case scenario, they go seven and two. I don't even think that's the case. Ohio State in the championship game and ultimately winning the championship game, not against Wisconsin, the nope. favorite, nope. not against our home state Hawkeyes, mm. but against my most hated oh, couch. Oh no, coach you're going north. Phil Fleck <laughs> will take his Minnesota Golden Gophers in that big fat <laughs> offensive line, and they will play the Buckeyes. In a repeat of what we'll see opening up in here week one of the college football yeah, season. It's, it's, it's time next week we'll be recapping that game as they will have played. Well, I'll go next because I won't take long. Ditto. Whoa! Same as you, Trent. Uh, I've got Minnesota winning the West as well. Uh, Morgan is back. Ibrahim is a terrific running back. You mentioned the offensive line. Absolutely legit. I'm going to take the Gophers to get out of the West, take on the Buckeyes, and get crushed. Bama! <laughs> Well, I'm going to go Ohio State, shocker. Uh, I'm going to go Badgers. Listen, and I understand Minnesota. I get the logic there. I think we'll know a lot. I I just, them having to play Ohio State out of the East, you know, during the regular season, I don't see them winning that game week one, and that could set them back a little bit. Both Wisconsin and Iowa get Penn State at home. Um you know, Iowa has to play. I mean, and, and the games in Madison, the Iowa-Wisconsin games in Madison. You know, Wisconsin has to play Michigan, which Iowa doesn't. You know, mm-hmm. they get uh, Indiana instead, and they both have a dog, you know, crossover at Rutgers at Maryland. But mm-hmm. I, I just – I don't know. I think for Iowa to win, it's just going to have to come down to playmakers. I don't know that they have enough playmakers offensively. They're they're going to be good on defense. We know what they're, they're going to be, you know, solid – running game, tight ends, just the whole, you know, the Kirk Ferentz, Iowa roadmap. I just don't know that it's going to be enough this year. I'm going to take Wisconsin. I like Mertz. Um, but, but you're right. I mean, listen, Minnesota, that game at the end of the year could Oof. be for all the marbles, uh, you know, up in probably, you know, 10 below zero or something Hope like so. that, up at, which is great. Yeah. Absolutely. Perfect. Outdoor weather, Wisconsin and Minnesota. But I, I just think that that Ohio State game is going to give Minnesota very little margin for error. So I'm just going to go uh, Buckeyes, Badgers with, of course, Ohio State winning. Boy, I hope you're right, Batman. That scenario, Wisconsin and Minnesota play for a pretty cool trophy. Mm-hmm. And, oh, by the way, a chance awesome, to win. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it yeah. be something? Perfect. Uh, Trent, yeah. where, uh, Bama, you, where do you want to go next? Which uh, which uh, Power 5 conference you want to tackle next? Well, let's go Pac-12. Pac-12 it is. You start. 
Okay. I'm going to go uh, out of the north, just Oregon. I think that is just kind of the, you know, I think they're just the class of that. Washington is going to be tough. Stanford might be better. I don't know. It's so hard to get a read because that conference last year was just yeah, true story. basically like a exhibition season. Mm-hmm. So many games canceled. So few games scheduled. So few, you know, we saw so little. Um, what we did see down in Tempe, Arizona, however, was a quarterback. Um, and that's Jaden Daniels. I just don't know that they're going to have enough to unseat USC. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go Trojans. I know Utah's going to be good. Uh, the Arizona State, they, they have to play at Washington as a non, you know, a, a kind of a cross division game. USC doesn't really have that. Um, you know, they get Oregon State. Um, and, you know, the, the, the Arizona State game's in Tempe, so that could be rough for them. But I'm just going to go Oregon, USC. I like what Slovis has done. I just I think Arizona State's going to be a fun team to watch. I just I think too. they're going to probably I think they're going to drop a couple of games. A game at Utah is going to be tough. A game at Washington is going to be tough. Um, and they, they do get USC at home. I'm not sure it's going to matter. So I'm going to take Oregon USC with Oregon winning. Uh, Trent, you and I have been in agreement so far. Start off in the. Pac-12. I think this is going to be different for us here. I'm going to start in the north. It is not Oregon for me. It is Washington. Not only mm-hmm. do they get Oregon at home, they also get Arizona State at home. Mm-hmm. Look at the road schedule. It is not very daunting inside the conference, outside of a Friday night trip to Arizona. And who knows how good the Wildcats Out are Out of conference, to they go to Michigan. Doesn't matter here. No, I know. I'm just saying. Yep. It's a pretty cool game, though. It is. Absolutely. Yep. Week two. That'll be a good one. But I'm going Washington out of the north. And I am going... With the Utah Utes out Are of the you? South. Kyle Whittingham, good for coach. my money, as good of a coach as yep. you're going to find this side of Nick Saban in college football. They got a quarterback, though. Corey Brewer still has not been announced as a I starter. thought he was. Oh, did he? I must have missed it then. But uh, as lo- as recently as Wednesday, he had not been when I had last uh, seen. Maybe. And, yeah, very well could have happened since then, I guess. But uh, regardless, love this team, love yep. the defense, year in, year out as solid of a program as you're going to find in the Pac-12 South. Yeah, that's where UCLA and USC Mm -hmm. reside. And Utah ultimately wins it. Got a couple of tickets already on the Utes over Washington. Interesting. Well, I'm with you on Washington. I think the Huskies win. I like the fact that they get Oregon in their place. That's uh, that's enough for me to to elevate them. And and you're right, Bama. We cannot take a look. You can't even look at the standings from last year. They don't mean anything. No. Four games, six games, five games. Nobody. uh, Everybody was on different paths. I'm going to take USC coming out of the South. I'll go USC and Washington and the Huskies win the championship. Somebody's right. going to be wrong. For for once, finally. Right. Uh, what have we got to know? So we're saving the ACC, so we're doing the Big 12 next. Big 12. Well, Oklahoma, they are the prohibitive mm-hmm. favorite. We saw the improvements out of the defense. I don't think there's anything to poke holes in that football team. I believe it's going to come down to Black Friday, Iowa State hosting TCU. I'm going to go off the board. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is or where my money already is. Yes, that's on TCU to make a championship game appearance. I got them at 12-1. to 1. I'll jump aboard here. TCU versus Oklahoma with the Sooners winning the championship. All right, no Iowa State for Trent Condon. How about you, Bama Bob? Really tempted to agree with Trent on this one, but listen, and maybe this is just more of a heart pick. I'm going to go Oklahoma-Iowa State. Um, I just think, I, I, I just love Matt Campbell. I just you know, love the attitude with around that program where he's got them, um, what he's built. Uh, you know, the preseason hype worries me a little bit just because they're, you know, I, I don't know. I just, I just think 
it, it's you know only being a, an underdog in one game. Uh, you know, you got to do it on the field. And listen, they're going to have a pretty other than the Iowa game. You know, week two, they're going to have a pretty easy, if you will, ease into the schedule. Mm-hmm. You know, with Northern Iowa, UNLV, Baylor's not very good. Kansas probably the worst team they'll play all year. Uh, then of course it gets a little tougher as you go along, but it, the schedule is definitely backloaded with Texas, Oklahoma, TCU. I just think that game uh, against Texas, I'm sorry, against Oklahoma, end of the year, I can see them losing that in Norman, but I can also see them coming back and winning the Big 12. So I'm just going to go off the board. I want to say Oklahoma, Iowa State with the Cyclones doing what they couldn't finish, finish what they couldn't last year. Hmm. Interesting pick. Well, I've been talking about Texas as that team that nobody's paying attention to uh, all yep. uh, all summer long. Uh, I don't know what quarterback uh, Sarkeesian did not let that out of the bag um, when he met with the media earlier in the week. Oklahoma, I'm going to take Oklahoma. They've got a Heisman favorite candidate. They've got a tremendous coach. But this Texas team, I think that they're going to be the team that sneaks up on a lot of schools, but they're not sneaking up on Iowa State. I've done this for 26 years. In 25 of the 26 years, I've can they? We're not for not necessarily all of them. Can they win three games? Is there any chance they can win six games? If I don't pick Iowa State to win the Big 12 championship this year, it's never going to happen again. This team is loaded. This team has depth. I keep hearing all the all of this glowing reports about Hunter Decker's their backup quarterback. Hell, they put his picture on a ticket. I'm picking Iowa State to win this thing. And like you, Bama, I think Oklahoma gets them in the regular season. I think Iowa State turns the tables in the rematch in the Big 12 championship game. Clones win the championship game. Love it. All right. You're right. If not now, win. Right, exactly, right. I think that, Ken, this could be as good a team as they're ever going to have. Without a doubt. I couldn't agree with you more. Because you don't know what recruiting is going to do with with, the uncertain future of the Big 12. They got so much talent back from last year. They've got an absolutely great coach. I think the second best coach. He's on a par with Lincoln Riley in my book in the Big 12. Yeah, me too. Sarkeesian's got a lot to prove. But, I mean... Look, if not now, when this could be the best team Iowa State has ever had. This could be their best chance. So, I mean, look, Trent's probably going to be right, but you and I are going to have a lot of fun watching it. Absolutely. ACC, I will go first. Uh, I'll take Clemson out of the Atlas. Speaking of free squares yeah. with Ohio State. Yeah. You know what? I've got, I hate going chalk. Who's going to beat North Carolina in the Coastal? Miami? You think? No. <laughs> That'd be the answer. Though. That would be the answer. If anybody does. I'm going to take the chalk. Give me Clemson, uh, North Carolina. Clemson wins, Trent. Same. Same. Bama? I'm going Miami. Are um, you? Okay. I just, yeah, well, and I'm looking at the schedule. I know they go to North Carolina, but listen, Carolina's got, they got to go to Notre Dame, and that's a conference game. Um, you know, they've, they've got Florida State, Miami, back-to-back. Florida State's probably going to be a little better. Um, look. I'm just looking at Miami's schedule. They open with Alabama. I, well, I think we could kind of all agree that's you know, not going to go their way. App State, Michigan State, Coast, uh, yeah, Central Connecticut. I think that's what it is. And then they don't play a conference game until October second, and then they got a bye week before they go to Chapel Hill. I just think that schedule kind of lines up for them to go into Chapel Hill and play their best game. And then after that, you know, NC State, Pitt, Georgia Tech, FSU, Virginia Tech, Duke. I mean, it's just not a – it's not murderous row. Neither one of them gets Clemson. I just think that – 
I don't know. I just think if Derek King's healthy and he can and he can survive the opening week, I just I like Miami uh, out of the out of the coastal, and I just think that uh, you know obviously Clemson to win. Okay, but. I just I got I got Clemson in the Canes. We've got uh, Clemson winning. We've got sixty seconds left. Your four playoff teams, Trent, are they are Georgia yeah. winning it all, Oklahoma, yeah, Ohio State, yeah, and Alabama still gets in. All right, Bama. Your four playoff teams are Georgia, yep, Clemson, mm-hmm. Ohio State, yep, Oregon. Oh, a Pac-12 sneaks in. Okay, I think uh, I think it gets political. I think Oregon wins the Pac-12. I think that game against Ohio State Week Two is critical for them. Even if they lose it, if they're competitive, that's going to come back in any kind of tiebreak scenario. And uh, so I'm just I'm leaving Alabama out of it this year. Give me you know, and I'm going to pick Ohio State to win it all. I just think they're the best. You know, other than that quarterback, I just think they have just more talent year over year. I don't trust Kirby Smart, so I will take Ohio State begrudgingly as my national champion. I told you wrong. My four, I didn't have it written down yet. It's Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and what was my fourth? I'm struggling here. You said Alabama. Alabama in over... Well, you got Georgia. Oh, no, I don't have Clemson in there. Clemson, that's what it is. All right, my four are Clemson, Georgia... Ohio State. Do it, Cam. And the Big 12 champion. (laughs) Cyclones in the playoff. If they win the Big 12, they're going to be in the playoff. Unless they have two or three losses. Unless they have two or three losses. So we'll see. Uh, We don't have time. 30 seconds. Highest group of five team is? Happy State. They beat Miami week two coming off their loss to Alabama. Bama, highest rate group of five school is? Cincinnati best schedule. Even if they drop yeah. one, they're gonna. You know, they got they. They just have way too many quality opponents on there. Even if they lose the game, they're gonna wind up in the ranked higher than anybody else. Lose it. Lose to Indiana. Lose to Notre Dame. Coastal Carolina for me. Bama will have games to talk about next week. We didn't this week. We're out of time. Got to run, brother. Uh, have a good week, Bama Bob. Talk to you next Friday. Look forward to it, Kenny. See you, buddy. Bama Bob. Trent and I talking college football and going on record. Mitch Holtis next. Fourteen sixty KX and one oh seven for additional terms. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. For the final time, boy, four weeks of these daily reports really makes August fly by. Mitch Holtis, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Mitch, uh, uh, thank you for doing this for us to begin with. Trent and I were talking at the beginning of the program. Uh, bring a lot to the uh, bring a lot to the show, and we're grateful for that. There's a huge, as you well know, Chiefs Kingdom has a huge, huge outreach here in Central Iowa, and we're grateful for you coming on, Mitch Holtis. Thanks for doing this. How are you? You got it, Ken. Thanks. Yeah, it's a game night, baby. So I'm fired up. The um, yeah, yeah. I want to give you like a, our own little version of Hard Knocks. I mean, it's only for a couple of minutes, but it gives you a daily feeling of what's going on in the Chiefs training camp. And I think we've done that down throughout the year. Uh, but getting on game night, man, it was like when I was in Smith Center High School. <laughs> Joe Woods would, uh, my friend's mom would fix us a you know steak dinner, baked potatoes, carb up, protein. And then I'd vomit it all up in about <laughs> oh, about an hour after that because I was so nervous. But hey, we got some high school football tonight yep. uh, going on, so uh, fired up. And you want to talk Austin Blythe? Speaking of that, the Williamsburg Raiders—I'll forgive them for that nickname—but <laughs> uh, they are in the same league with one of my favorites, the Center Point Storm and Pointers. Nice uh, in that conference. And then 
the Van Meter team, which is really good, Trent tells me. But if they're if they're not the fellers, I would change that nickname. <laughs> they should be the Van Meter fellers. That's a great call. And the girls can be the Van Meter gals or something. But Bob Feller, man, let's go. Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, what kind of camp has Blythe had? Uh, it's been a struggle. I'll be honest with you. Now, let's uh, I, I pull for these guys. Williamsburg, Iowa, good career at the University of Iowa, and honestly, what a career, really underrated, I think, in what he's had thus to this point. I mean, you get drafted in the seventh round by Indianapolis, you're thinking, yeah, he's not going to make it. But he's played 71 games of 49 starts and started in a Super Bowl. But this camp has not been his best. Now, we he's just been diagnosed with a sports hernia and going to have to have sports hernia surgery. Oh, no. I think now he's headed for some lift. But there's been so so I now and I look back at the last three weeks thinking, okay, how much was he just trying to fight through that? Because I saw it last year with Mitchell Schwartz working through a back injury at right tackle, he just wasn't himself. So I just wonder how much of this is his injury. What about the surgery recovery time, and does that dictate where he goes when the Chiefs make roster moves? Oh, certainly intriguing there. And one of the big things that we talked about this offseason was the building of the depth. Blythe, one of those depth pieces that's not going to be there. A little bit concerned, at least more concerned now going in because of this injury and just looking at the offensive line as a whole? He is he is that replacement of the replacements. I mean, he he wasn't with us like Andrew Wiley has been or Nick Allegretti has been uh, or Mike Remmers has been for a year. But these are a collection of guys with 100 starts, and four of them have started in Super Bowls. And I just don't see room for all of them. Now, there could be some maneuvering on going to injured list. And I haven't mentioned Kyle Long and, and Ken's Canadian doctor, mm-hmm. Ray duvernay Tardif, uh, who's on an injured list. So it's really intriguing. To me, it's one of the more, probably the most interesting part of the roster moves because the young offensive line is showing no signs of giving their place up anytime soon. How much uh, Mahomes will we see tonight, Mitch? Any idea? Coach, coach is saying that, uh, there's always an asterisk by this, okay? But right now, I if I had to buy a Papa John's pizza or bet lunch on you buying a shakaroni pizza, it would be that he'd play a half. Hmm. Coach is treating this like the old school third preseason games. And so he could be out there at a half with this offensive line we just talked about, and then the other skill positions will be mix and match. Uh, I want to save a minute for Papa John's. Uh, the Chargers, do they are they the team in your mind that has? Uh, I may not close the gap, but looks as though the second best team in the AFC West. You know, I'm not so sure Denver's not going to. And I'm not saying this because you're on the show and you're a Bronco fan, right? I think Denver is going to make. They're going to get Henri this year. I think with Patrick Sertan uh, the second. Uh, I think you know some of their older guys that have been hurt, the Von Millers and stuff. Uh, getting Kyle Fuller, I just think their defense will be a top-10 defense. And then putting Bridgewater at quarterback will give them – they're going to hit the ball down the middle of the fairway. They're not going to hit the ball out of bounds in a two-stroke penalty, right? right? So that gives them a chance to par the hole, and if you par the hole, we'll go on to the next one. So I think the Broncos are in there. I think the Chargers could be, but they're the flavor and love of the month. I think Herbert's really good, mm-hmm. but now he's going to do it with crowd, and there's some cavities in his game. Uh, he's getting lots of love, but it's not a perfect score for Herbert. Uh, Papa John's makes this possible, and you'll be with us weekly starting, well, September the 9th, and they make that possible. Let's mm-hmm. talk about them, Mitch Holtis. Well, tonight's a big night for them because it's Friday night when we have high school football going, some huge games. I mean, Trent's got a big game. I mean, we're just putting the ones and twos together right out of the gate. Like, let's let's go. That's a big night. You can get it at papajohns.com, pick it up. 
maybe they'll deliver it to the house. I know they'll deliver it to the house, but they have the Chacaroni. Check it out, the Chacaroni special. And then for the folks listening and watching tonight, night games with the Chiefs are huge nights for Papa John's Pizza in Des Moines. Just saying, just saying. Mm. So get your uh, get your order in early. But the folks appreciate them, and yes, that's why I'm on here, and uh, we'll be with you all soon. I appreciate it uh, sincerely, Mitch. Thanks for doing this for us. We'll talk to you in 13 days. Uh, until then, be well, my friend. Thank you. And can I pull for guys like Austin Blythe? I cheer for those guys. That's my background. I know you do. and You, you really yep. do. Good to talk to you, Mitch. Thank you. Hour two coming up next. Hawks? No, clones? Hawks? Claxons. Miller and Condon. 1460-106.